0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Downsizing, the podcast where we try and figure out when the office actually ended, because everyone would have been fired. My name is Curtis, and I'll be your host, and with me is my co-host and resident office expert, Antoinette. Hey everybody. This week, we will be talking about Season 2, Episode 18, Take Your Daughter to Work Day. In this episode, there are kids in the office. We get to see how some of the non-parents would be parents. And Michael realizes he hasn't quite lived up to his childhood dreams. This cold open pretty much just sets up the basis of the episode, which is take your daughter to work day. It's another episode where we start with Pam and she starts the episode pretty much the almost word for word, the exact same way she started the Valentine's Day episode.
1: Yeah, you're right. Because
0: she says, I love take your daughter or take your daughter to work day in this office in, yes in the Valentine's Day episode she says, I love Valentine's Day in this office.
1: That's a good point. I didn't catch that.
0: So she says that since she is getting married, she wants to be better with kids. She is self- admittedly says that she is not very good with children.
1: Yes, she seems as we'll see in the episode, she's sort of awkward and unsure around them so she's hoping to get better. And she's hoping to essentially lure kids to her desk by putting out candy. And as she's saying that, she's like, oh, like the witch in Hansel and Gretel.
0: (laughs) Right. So Michael enters the office and immediately starts doing Michael things.
1: Yeah. Making just inappropriate jokes and references.
0: Correct. And so... Pam stops him right there and points out to him that it is Take Your Daughter to Work Day. And Michael shares his feelings about this event. Listen, I like kids, but this is not a kid's environment. This is like HBO, no limits. Who knows what I'm going to say? Crazy stuff. And it is R rated. It is not rated G. I am like Eddie Murphy in Raw, and they are trying to make me into eddie murphy and daddy daycare both great movies but still so in this interstitial michael is essentially pointing out all the reasons that he gets fired (laughs) for the sake of this show
1: (laughs) that is true yes
0: he has a misunderstanding as to what work is and what his role is in the office
1: yeah that's an understatement but yes
0: work is not a playground Work is not a club that everybody just wants to go to. And the boss is not the person who is everybody's friend and is not supposed to be the office comedian or the person that yeah. just makes everybody have a good time.
1: Yeah, the, the boss typically isn't the source of entertainment in an office. And so that's what's just so fascinating about Michael And the other thing that throws me a little bit about his attitude towards Take Your Daughter to Work Day is that when we saw him buy his condo, he was so intent that, you know, he's going to start a family, he's going to get married, start a family, have children. And here he seems sort of put off by the idea of children. So like a lot of season two, it does take a little bit for us to find the footing of the characters and for them to sort of evolve into who they are and who they become over the arc of the series.
0: Right. And another time that he, I mean, it's a very brief moment, but in the Halloween episode at the very end of it, it shows Michael handing out candy to trick-or-treaters. True. And he appears to have a very good rapport with children there too.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: And... I kind of liken it as I have a feeling that scenes like those are just ad-libbed, and they they're just letting Steve Carell be Steve Carell, yeah, and just be kind of this fun-loving, funny guy.
1: No, that's true.
0: So the employees who bring in children are Stanley, who brings his daughter. Kevin brings his fiance's daughter, Toby brings his daughter, and Meredith brings her son.
1: Yes. Nowadays, it's take your kid to work day, sort of a equal opportunity thing as it should be. So the origins are take your daughter to work day were I believe from the 90s. Yeah,
0: and I'm kind of shocked that at this point
1: this would have been two thousand five.
0: Right. That it is still take your daughter to work day.
1: There was still a lot of if I'm recalling the aughts, we were still there was still a lot of female empowerment without figuring out what we were doing for men and boys. And so I'm glad now that we've decided it's take your kid to work day, that all kids, no matter what their sex, should see Professional workplaces and professional settings and get a sense of, hey, my parent goes to a job. Now, I get it. In the 90s, it was very much a, we should tell our girls that they can do things. Sure. So it's just tough because we didn't realize as a society that we're also leaving behind boys. But Jake, Meredith's son, is not there for this reason.
0: Sure. He has been suspended from school. And so Meredith is taking this opportunity to not pay for a babysitter yes back to the shift from take your daughter to work day to take your child to work day there i'm saying this in full recognition that there is still a long way to go when it comes to gender equality but there in some areas there have been some over-corrections. Yeah. Take your daughter to work day being one of them. For
1: sure. I think that's a, it's a good thing to point out. Yeah, there's no reason that a woman that's a teacher couldn't bring her son to work, barring the just problematic of, like, what are you going to do with your kid? Um, as we will see as this episode unfolds, it's not fun to bring your child to work.
0: Well, it that's funny because... I I have to imagine that whatever child was being taken to work with their teacher parent would just be like, "So you're pulling me out of school <laughs> to, 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 to take school. me to school?" That was a bad now, example. I'm good. I'll, I'll just I'll just go to school. Like yeah. I'll just stay.
1: Or a woman who's a nurse. Not again. You wouldn't take a child to a hospital or a no. doctor's office.
0: In watching this episode we have realized there are very few jobs in which you could either take the child to work or take the child to work and have it be an interesting and worthwhile experience for them.
1: Because you and I both work office desk jobs. A lot of times we're bored. So (laughs) imagine a child uh, that... Like, they can't use our computer. We need that to entertain ourselves. Right. <laughs> so. right. So, yes, we have four children in the office. And really, this episode unfolds into a how does everyone interact with the children? Yes. It's just sort a kind of a series of snippets. We see how the people who are coupled up or hope to be coupled up watch as their partner interacts with the children and takes that in and sort of processes that information. That's
0: an interesting way to look at this episode. Yeah. At first, when we see people interacting with the children, the non-parents, everyone is pretty awkward with the kids. Pam doesn't know what to say to any of them.
1: She just wants one kid to like her by the end of the day. That is her goal.
0: Right. Michael... ...doesn't know what to say to any of them. He doesn't want them there because he sees them as kind of harshing his vibe. Yeah, he doesn't want to be censored. Right.
1: So Pam first strikes out with Abby, who is Kevin's fiancé's daughter. However, Jim really hits it off with Abby. Yeah. Very successful interaction, very easy rapport that he has with her... He discusses the book that she's reading, asks her about specifics about the book, and then says, you want to help me make sales? And she is into it. She's like, yeah, okay.
0: The book she is reading is The Mixed-Up Files of mrs. Baz- Basil e. Frankweiler. It is one of the few books I remember from my childhood. I, it's a fantastic book.
1: I honestly had never heard of the book until I saw this episode. It's
0: essentially about a kid who gets locked in a museum, I believe, and has to stay there overnight.
1: Oh, that's fine. I
0: think for an extended period of time, honestly.
1: Is that the basis for night at the museum? I don't think so. Okay, it's just curious. I
0: think that's the book. Yeah, because Jim asks, would you rather get stuck in the Met or the an aquarium? aquarium? Yeah. So, yes, it is a very good book.
1: Well, and while Jim is just really... Hitting it off like a very easy flow. I hate to say hitting it off because that's what we say sure. like romantically, but so let me think of a better turn of phrase. But Pam is watching this very wistfully.
0: For sure. As we said, as she is getting married soon, you have to assume that children are in her and Roy's future. They probably haven't talked about it because they don't talk about that's their future or feelings.
1: It's at least in Pam's future.
0: Sure. So she wants to be with good with kids, and she sees Jim being good with kids. And of course, because of her feelings for Jim, this is definitely kind of making her kind of swoon.
1: Yeah, her ovaries are exploding as she's watching Jim.
0: Later in the episode, everyone is gathered in the conference room for just kind of a almost a take your daughter to work day party. There's pizza. There's, you know, they're just hanging out. And Roy is really getting along. He's just wrestling and roughhousing with Meredith's son and just is like, I love this kid. Yeah. And this is clearly the worst kid of the bunch.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: and so you can see Pam. This is one of those moments that, is meant to show how far apart Roy and Pam are. Yeah.
1: She's a, she seems a little disgruntled is not the right description, but like, Oh boy. Okay. That's who he connected with. Like there's a lot of emotions happening there. And
0: not just that it's, it's an obvious comparison thing. You have to, you have to imagine there's a comparison in her mind. She Mm. saw earlier, Jim, Jim, really connect with Abby on like a personal level yeah. and just get to know her and just just connect.
1: Yeah, instantly and, find something he could talk about. Right,
0: and then Roy is just being Roy and just messing around. and
1: Yeah, just kind of goofing around. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's a very different type of connection.
0: Yes. And so she just kind of has this disapproving look on her face which is so ironic because later in the episode Meredith's son comes up to Pam's desk and is just like gets a piece of candy just asks her hey is your you know is your job hard she's like "Eh, it can be sometimes
1: and she's kind of down at this point right because she struck out with Abby and she struck out with Melissa Stanley's daughter yes prior to this
0: right So she's like, I get to shred stuff. Do you want to see that? And he's like, yeah, definitely. And
1: so she happens to connect with the troubled youth as well.
0: Exactly. So she judges Roy for the person that he connected with. And then she ends up connecting with the same kid.
1: Literally the only child that she had success with. She tried to connect with Stanley's daughter about Stanley's wife thinking that was Melissa's mom. Like, oh, your mom's really nice. And Melissa's like, "Mm, that woman is not my mother. That's my stepmother. And then marches away. So strike two for Pam. Jim has so successfully made friends with Abby that at the end of the day, Abby comes up to his desk and invites him to come to their house for dinner, which is adorable.
0: Yeah, and Jim does a really good job of playing this off. Yeah. Truthfully or not, it's hard to tell. I think so. He says that he would really like that, but he can't tonight, and asks if he can if he can some other night. And Kevin's is like, What are you doing? You never have plans. <laughs> and Jim's just like, I have a date. And this scene is shot in a way to where at times the camera is behind Jim mm-hmm.
1: toward
0: facing towards Pam's desk. Yes. Kevin and Abby are kind of cutting off part of the screen, but you can see Pam in the background.
1: Yeah, we get her reaction. Yes.
0: So when Abby asks Jim if he can come over, you can see Pam just kind of like melting in the background.
1: Yes, she has a huge smile.
0: And then when Jim reveals that he has a date, she then has just this look of concern on her face.
1: (laughs) Yes, she... She never wants to hear that Jim is going on dates. No. So moving from a hypothetical, lustful couple to a real but secretive couple in Dwight and Angela, we see that Angela is concerned about Dwight's early interactions with the children.
0: Yeah. At some point in the episode, Jake comes over to Dwight's desk and is just, you know, playing with the bobbleheads that's on his desk and Dwight is like, hey, knock it off. Those are collector's items. And Jake turns his computer around, asks if he has computer games on it, and says that Meredith doesn't have any computer games on her computer either. And Dwight questions the fact that Jake calls his mother by her first name. Mm -hmm. And just basically insinuating that that's disrespectful, and that Jake will call him Mr. Shroot. And Jake turns this into Mr. Poop and basically just shames Dwight. <laughs>
1: yeah, Dwight just has no nope. handle or control. There's
0: no comeback from that. No. And just Jake essentially just walks all over Dwight.
1: And Angela is very disapproving of this. When asked by Kelly if she wants children, Angela takes a beat to think about it and says she would like a pair of small, well-behaved boys. So when she sees Dwight, and they have their weird meetings side by side or secretly whispering, she tells him an anecdote about how her dad was a harsh disciplinarian and she never acted up in front of them, and she can only hope that her mate has similar qualities. So, the message is clear here.
0: Yes, Dwight definitely takes the hint.
1: Yeah, he knows what she's saying. So, in his next interaction with Jake, he, he doesn't even really discipline him. He just essentially shames him after Jake calls him Mr. Poop again by telling Jake that he's just a horrible little latchkey kid that just gets expelled from school. So, that's not really discipline. No. And all it is is... Shaming a child.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And honestly, I'm kind of shocked that this worked. Because it seemed to me like Jake would be like,
1: Wouldn't care. So? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We do see another bit of Dwight's parenting, and it is not great either. (laughs) He essentially tells creepy German fairy tales to the kids. And Michael puts a stop to that
1: and plays his recorder yeah songs about Anne Boleyn (laughs) yeah so Dwight isn't quite sure no Dwight had a weird childhood upbringing so he's really quite not sure how to entertain
0: and if there is anyone worse than Dwight at entertaining children it's Angela (laughs) because we only really see one interaction between any of the children and Angela Mm -hmm. and it is when Toby walks his daughter into the conference room as Angela, Ryan, and Kelly are getting things ready for the take your daughter to work day party. And just to be a polite little girl and to be very nice, Toby has Sasha ask them if they need any help. And Angela, (laughs) with no hesitation whatsoever, just goes, no, we're good.
1: Yeah, we'd yeah. have to explain it to you. It'd right. It'd be too hard.
0: <laughs> right. Like, just let her throw some stuff away. Like, yeah.
1: Like, all she could really could, like, if she had just pulled the end of the tablecloth, it probably would have sufficed. Right. So, not not great uh, with children. And Toby's
0: reaction is pretty priceless. <laughs> yeah. She just like, well, that that's okay. That didn't go at all how I thought yeah. it would. Yeah,
1: uh, wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Kelly and Ryan, their reactions to the children could not be more different and really highlight how each of them is coming to their quote relationship. Ryan is figuring out that when he asks Kelly if, you know, hey, do you just want to have fun? Just see where this goes. Her idea of having fun is getting married and having babies immediately with him. Where he probably just wants to randomly hook up whenever he feels like it.
0: Pretty much. (laughs) And Ryan, through no fault of his own, does not have the greatest take your daughter to work day. Melissa, Stanley's daughter, is having a conversation with Ryan in just the little break area. Ryan's getting coffee and Melissa's just talking to him. And Melissa, being the oldest of the four children, she's in eighth grade. Yeah,
1: so she's either 13 or 14. Right.
0: She is starting to have feelings for the opposite sex. Yeah. And she latches on to probably the youngest person in the office of the opposite sex in Ryan. So she's just talking to him, kind of hitting on him.
1: Yeah, definitely flirting. You yell, yeah. she thinks he's super cute.
0: Right, she asks if he has ever been to the coffee place in the mall. And Ryan's like, nope, never been there. And she's <laughs> like, you are such a loser. And then she asks for his phone number so yeah. she can text him.
1: This is such a cringy part of the episode. And again, it is no fault of Ryan. It just cringy. And then what happens next is that Kelly gets jealous of a 14-year-old girl, tells Stanley that something nefarious is going on between Ryan and Melissa, and then Stanley puts the fear of God into Ryan.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Oh God.
0: Just pulls him aside into the break room and lays into him.
1: <laughs> like and and again, this is completely accurate reaction. It's just weird setup because Melissa was flirting. But that's what 14-year-old girls do. Like, I had a huge crush on my social studies teacher when I was in junior high because he was young. He was probably, like, 25. Mm -hmm. He was the basketball coach, whatever, cute-looking guy. But now, looking back, where I'm like, oh, my God, that makes me want to facepalm because that's weird and gross. I mean,
0: I think everybody had... A teacher at some point where they had a crush on them
1: sure and it's just you just have no idea when you are a child what it's like to be an adult yeah so yes not a great take your daughter to work day for Kelly and Ryan
0: the biggest fluctuation in how they are taking take your daughter to work day definitely comes from Michael as we said earlier Michael was completely anti-take-your-daughter-to-work day because he sees it as not being able to have the kind of fun he wants to have in the office. And really all it takes is one interaction for this to kind of start to turn. He is actually doing some work in (laughs) his office. He's on a sales call or something. And in wanders Sasha, Toby's daughter, And she just starts playing with some of the toys that Michael has around the office. And Michael ends his sales call and just kind of invites Sasha to come over and and play with those toys on his desk. And she just brings this little train over, and she's pushing it along, and she finds a train whistle on his desk. And they just kind of have some fun playing with that.
1: They really connect, and Michael's like, oh, okay, this is something.
0: And in another bit of irony here, (laughs) it is funny to see that Michael immediately gets along with Sasha, who is Toby's daughter. Toby, of course, being the person he hates the most in the office.
1: Yes. And this seems to sort of invigorate Michael to be a part of the Take Your Daughter to Work Day festivities.
0: Later in the episode, Michael is in the conference room with the four kids, just hamming it up, trying to, you know, really connect with them. He is definitely getting an ego boost from these kids.
1: Yes, he loves it that a five-year-old thinks he's cool.
0: Right. (laughs) it is probably a welcome change for him that someone who he is trying to impress and make think he is funny is actually impressed and thinks he's funny yeah so even if it is you know children under the age of 13
1: yes and so he just he just wants to further impress them he wants for them to think he's cool And to be like, oh, you think this is cool? Listen to this. So he tells him he was once on a TV show.
0: He was the star, in his words, of a children's show. That, That children's show is called Fundle Bundle, and it seems like it's just a local public access show.
1: Yeah, just a show on, like, Saturday mornings where local kids come and listen to some songs and play with some puppets.
0: Right, so... In order to further impress these children, he wants to show them that he was the star of this show. So he has Ryan go to his mother's house to pick up this tape. Uh, Sounds like he wants her to break into his mother's (laughs) house to pick up this tape. Come back, and he shows it to the whole office. So we get to a point in Fundle Bundle where a puppet cat is interviewing the three children that are there. And the puppet is asking just random kid questions. You know, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite subject in school? And it gets to, what do you want to be when you grow up? And Michael, dressed in a suit.
1: With slick back hair. And
0: slick back hair says that when he grows up, he wants to get married and be a dad and have a 100 kids so he can have a 100 friends. And no one... Could say no to being his friend. Yeah. And it really provides some insight into the type of person that Michael is now.
1: Yes. This is sort of like a therapy session for Michael that he didn't know he was going to have today. Because this says a lot about how Michael views friendships and his loneliness that seems to have been pervasive throughout his life unfortunately and it just is it's just sad in a way that makes you feel sad for this man
0: yeah and you can honestly see that in the rest of the employees too because this would be the perfect time for some people to really rag on michael and maybe kind of kick a man when he's down. Mm -hmm. But we have children in the room, and children always say just immediately what is on their mind. So they ask Michael, did you ever get married? Do you have any kids now? And it is really just hitting home for Michael. He has not had the life that he has
1: wanted. Yes. And that's the conclusion. And he realizes that. He grabs a piece of pizza and he just goes to his office for the rest of the day. Sort of hit with a realization that things didn't turn out for him as he was hoping. So his dose of reality inspires him to sign up for online dating so that he can find a partner to have children with. And so in order to communicate his priority, he has decided that his username should be little kid lover, which not great. Not a great joke either, really.
0: No, not really.
1: Not good to joke about pedophilia.
0: No. And that's pretty much the end of the episode. Anything meaningful. So with that, let's go back to the annex with Antoinette and find out any fun facts about this episode.
1: So I'm a little disappointed. I was hoping to find some fun facts about maybe the kid actors or something. But there I didn't find anything. But the only fun fact I have is that the little boy that gave Angela's partner such heartburn on Take Your Daughter to Work Day will grow up to become the stripper at Angela's bachelorette party to said which I think is absolutely hilarious, but I love it.
0: They do a very good job of bringing that around full circle.
1: (laughs) Yes. And we haven't seen a lot of Oscar in the last couple episodes, but he's there in the background uh, for the group scene. I think
0: he is literally the only person in the entire office that does not have an interaction with a child.
1: Yes, that is true.
0: Because even Creed has a very – Small one-off reaction with the kids where he tries to show him his foot with only four toes on it.
1: Yes. Curtis, I don't think we had any firings for today. Is that right?
0: I would agree with that. As usual, some borderline ones. Stanley yelling at a co-worker probably isn't a good look. Dwight yelling at a child <laughs> also is not a good look.
1: Yeah, some disciplinary actions perhaps.
0: Yeah, but nothing severe enough for a firing. So, do you have a Dundee to give out for this episode?
1: Yes. The Dundee Award for the harshest dose of reality given goes to Michael because and it's just a sad award because it's just it's a heartbreaking moment when you wake up in your adult life and realize that nothing has gone according to how you had hoped it would only like ten years earlier. What is your Dundee?
0: My Dundee is the most unfortunate screen name, and that goes to Michael (laughs) for Little Kid Lover. Really can't believe he didn't think that one out and maybe see the other side of what that would be.
1: I feel like in this day and age, there would be filters that would not allow you to have some sort of username to that effect. Probably. Could be wrong.
0: Who is your employee of the month?
1: My employee of the month goes to Jim. I think he displayed the best, I don't want to say parenting abilities, because just the ability to connect with a child or or just show interest in a child is not limited to a parent. But just had the most natural demeanor with the kids in the office, I would say. Sure.
0: it's a good way to put it.
1: Yeah. What about you?
0: My employee of the month is Sasha. She just had the best interactions with people throughout the episode. She really would be like the kid that you would expect at a take your daughter to work day. Like Abby is just sitting and reading a book. And Melissa is listening to her iPod. And Jake is just being a terror. (laughs) Sasha is going around and talking to people. And sure, she asked Phyllis if she's Mother Goose, but she got a candy out of it. So she just had kind of the best day of the kids.
1: Yes. Have you ever gone to take your daughter to work day?
0: Obviously, I have not gone to take your daughter to work day, seeing as I am a boy.
1: Take your child to work day. But
0: they did not have take your child to work day yet by the time I was of age at that point it was i was too old for it i do vividly remember in like kindergarten and first grade some of the girls getting to go to yeah take your daughter to work day and being very upset about it because they got a day off of school
1: right did your parents have jobs that you would have been able to go to at that time uh, as a
0: no my dad was a firefighter so obviously i couldn't go to that. And my mom, I believe at the time, worked at a phlebotomy clinic, so a lot of sensitive information and yeah. needles and stuff around. And so. blood. Yeah. But I, did, I went to her office all the time, though, so yeah. I mean, what's the difference? <laughs> right. uh, what about you? Did you ever participate in Take Your Daughter to Work Day?
1: No, but kids in my grade did, similar to you because my mom was a school nurse, so she was at school, and my dad didn't have a typical office job. He was a salesman, but he had to drive around to different locations, so there wasn't really anything to go to. But now, in my current role, uh, running a local professional organization, we have a Take Your Child to Work Day event, and we just put on like a mock trial and we normally have younger kids come out. We don't have a ton of older kids and then we have cookies and punch for them. That's fun. It is fun. They seem to pretty enjoy it. They don't know what they're watching. They get to play the jury and yeah. and decide on the case, but yeah. it's fun.
0: Something I just thought of. This is not a bad Take Your Daughter to Work Day episode. Arrested Development has a phenomenal take your daughter to work
1: day episode i don't recall it
0: it's it it happens in the background of the episode so there's other things going on but you have kids like who are with their cop parents and they're doing cop things and it's just it is a very good episode yeah so that does it for us this week be sure to follow us on twitter at DownsizingPod, to get all the latest updates on new episodes. And be sure to keep listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow us, rate us, subscribe, whatever you need to do. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.